Welcome to the Forward with Purpose podcast. Your hosts are Linda Keener Thomas from the National Memorial for the Unborn and Mindy Lefeshore from an even place virtual abortion healing groups and coaching for pro-life ministry workers. We understand the power of addressing the abortion wound, which then allows us to confidently stand in the gap for the next person. We also understand how lonely and heavy this work can be. This podcast is designed to connect you with other leaders doing this work to learn from the vast wealth of knowledge and experience that is out there. God has designed you for greater things. God has commissioned you to a precious and sacred place in abortion recovery ministry work. It is our hope you are encouraged and equipped as you move forward with purpose in your ministry. Well, would you pray for us, Jacob? Sure. Um, God, God, we, uh, we praise you. We're on your team. We, uh, Lord, we just confess that we are here to honor you and, um, point people to you for healing. And Lord, we just pray that the ideas that are shared and the questions and thoughts that we have will reflect you and that you will get the glory for, um, for any, anything that comes anything good that comes out of this. And you pray this all in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, hello, everybody. We're back again. And um, today we have Jacob Barr with iRapture with, um, with us. And um, we're just going to talk all things um, search engine optimization, website stuff, and talk about his new venture with the Pro-Life Team podcast, where you might get really encouraged by listening to some of the interviews that he has. Um, but first, before we do, um, Jacob, I just want you to take some time, tell us your story and how you got started in iRapture. And, and what I'm really curious about is, did iRapture start as just, you know, an anybody website builder, or did you specifically start it to work with pro-life ministries? So I'll let you have the floor. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mindy and and Linda for having me on. Um, so so iRapture.com started at a New Year's Eve party, at the Y2K uh, New Year's Eve party. So we were up past midnight, my friend Nick and I, and we were dreaming about starting a business uh, just past the New Year's point. And we came up with the name iRapture.com a few hours after midnight, uh, you know, during this brainstorming past midnight uh, time that we were spending. And at first, iRapture.com it's a it's a DBA, a doing business as name for the legal name Melodious Messages LLC, which is a singing telegram company. We only did about four singing telegrams, and I'm not someone who sings or plays the guitar, even though I, I'm trying to learn actually now. But essentially, that's where I started just out of college, thinking a singing telegram business is not going to have much traction. I can at least learn how to do the books. I can learn how to run a business without having to do much of the work. And that was literally my motivation in starting Melodious Messages. And it was a service company. And so I was able to do different jobs and building websites is a service. And so I ended up building websites with Nick and and um, we started off building websites for businesses or just about anybody. And meanwhile, I was also a print manager for a pregnancy clinic in Tucson, the crisis pregnancy centers of Tucson. And so I was running their print printing, uh, making flyers and different print pieces, running their equipment. And 
rolling back a few years earlier, I got into that job first by joining a group called the Unified Students of for Abstinence, the USA team. And we were going uh, to schools and churches. We even went to the um, the the uh, correction facilities for the youth and we were doing skits on abstinence doing using humor humor and fun to essentially promote abstinence and that's how i first got involved as a volunteer with the crisis Princeton clinics of tucson and then eventually became their print manager worked on building the first website made every mistake possible we had the plan of salvation and the King James version on the same website we're trying to use to reach <laughs> the abortion vulnerable client. We had pr prayer cards on there. We, we made all the mistakes you could possibly make. And it's because I was at the beginning of a learning curve that I didn't even realize how long of a, you know, how big of a learning curve I needed to get through. Um, and, but since then, you know, we, you know, Several years later, I ended up going to my first Heartbeat International Conference. We had made some progress in how to reach the right audience. We started understanding there's a difference between clients and donors. And, and then going to a Heartbeat International Conference, I think the year was probably like 2006. And we realized that a lot of other groups were at the beginning of this learning curve, or they weren't, they hadn't. Uh, made it as far as we did over the last uh, six, five to six years. And, and so that was really interesting to see how we could help, help other people get through this learning curve experience that we had been forging through. Um, and so since then, I would say about 80% of the work we do is in the pro-life pregnancy clinic space. We'll still we'll still do websites and projects for businesses and churches, um, but most of our effort, or majority of our effort, marketing uh, focus is in the pro-life pregnancy clinic space. Um, I would say today about 90% of the work we do is in the pregnancy clinic pro-life space. Wow. And you know, it's interesting because for the abortion recovery, we are probably what, 20 years behind the pregnancy center. You know, we there's so many new ones of us coming up and a lot of us are just starting. So we're mm -hmm. kind of right back to where you were helping mm -hmm. the pregnancy centers at that point uh, figure it out. So that's great. Yeah, and it's important to spend you know, lots of time, uh, you know, polishing and repolishing and, you know, rediscovering something because there's, there are things that we have missed. There's things that we need to figure out. And it, it really helps to dig in and try and rebuild the plan again and again to find out like, what are we missing that we haven't thought of yet? And eventually it'll feel like common sense, but, but for a long time, things will slip by you know the entire movement and mm -hmm. and so it's really important to to not be afraid to restart and restart and restart and rethink and work through it again and again and continue to mm -hmm. ask who am i talking to who is mm -hmm. this that i'm talking to i mean even when you were talking about the difference between donors and clients you know to come back to that question over and over again mm -hmm. and i think uh, we're on the front end of trying to figure that out some for the abortion recovery yeah yeah and there's a lot of scenarios but in the end a lot of these different scenarios have the same need. And so there's a lot of common ground between whether it's a woman in her 40s who's had three children and two abortions, or it's a young 19-year-old who's only a few days um, right. 
you know, out of the abortion clinic experience, mm -hmm. all of those women and people need, need healing. And so there's also some really simple ways of like grouping these wide scopes and swaths of stories into they all need healing. Mm -hmm. They all need uh, Jesus and to confess to someone else, you know, what happened so that they can be prayed for and to experience mm -hmm. um, redemption and healing. Yeah. That's good. That's a great story. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm, st I got stuck. I'm really sorry. I got stuck. I'm so glad Linda just took it over because I got stuck on the singing telegram business. You know, when you said, <laughs> you said, I'm not a singer. And I thought, well, what in the heck would give you any idea? What would possess you to start a singing telegram business? That just cracked me up. Um, but I thought, yeah, what, what gusto, what guts and courage you had, you know, to <laughs> step in a space you knew you had no talent in the first place. I just love that. <laughs> Yeah. But how that um, moved you into where you're at today also to me is fascinating how God works because you just never know you get on one path and how you just start and God just starts to move you down these, this pathway in this direction that you would never have known. That's where you would have ended up. So I, I'm curious about the name. I rapture. You did talk about the, I didn't catch, I didn't write it down. The melodious, what was that word? The name of that melodious, yes. So melodious messages. Melodious messages. So I rapture. What what made you decide that you wanted to name a website building company called I rapture? So my business partner at the time, uh, Nick, had the idea at that New Year's Eve party to keep God first, and so we went through about a hundred different names that were with with the goal, the single goal of trying to keep God first and picking a name. And we settled on irapture.com as a way of saying, you know, th this team, uh, we're essentially a team of believers and we're, you know, postured to be raptured. We're not theologians in on the rapture. That wasn't our intent. Our intent was just simply to say we're believers and, and our goal was simply to keep God first in picking a name. Okay. All right. That's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I appreciate that. I appreciate your heart in that too. Um, so you are, before we get into the website, SER, you are doing a pro-life podcast. I'd like for you just to tell everybody a little bit about the mission, why you got that started and um, who you're trying to reach. And then tell us maybe about one of your favorite interviews that you've had. Oh, wow. So, well, starting off, I can explain that easily. Picking my favorite, that would be well, I, can, I think I can do that, too. There's a lot of good ones, though, so it's hard to pick a favorite. <laughs> um, so I go to an epic community small church, and my church has a podcasting room, and they have mm -hmm. several podcasts that they do. And I wasn't interested in podcasts at all before going to this church. Uh, but they have a podcast called Healing the City, One Person at a Time, where they share stories of people in the church and how they interact with their communities. They also have a podcast where it's two pastors talking about a topic, one pastor from our church and one from another church, and they talk about different things every week. Mm. And there's a few other podcasts that they do. And they're really good. Like, it's really good content, not just for, like, in general, but because it connects me to the group that I'm in. And and I really felt like, wow, I, I was sort of like, this desire to have a podcast for the pro-life community 
um, built up, was building up in me. And, and so I tried it. And at first it was really hard. I must've spent weeks on that first episode in prep and pre-write and editing. And, and it was, it was a big deal. And that first episode was my colleague, Isaac, who I work with, uh, us describing the podcast and the, and the idea. Um, and then the first real episode with a guest was with Lori DeVillis with Trotter House. And, and she was such an encouragement to help me get this started. I think she, I think she was the, the guest I had for the very first three episodes. We sent her a microphone. We, we did all these pre-planning meetings. And, and since then, things have gotten a lot more, well, easier or you know, more streamlined to just simply get the podcast done. Because I think we fit, we've, we went over 100 a few weeks ago. I think now we're at like 120 episodes. Ooh, congratulations. And it's a lot of, yeah. But the, the first episodes were a lot of work. The most more recent episodes have been much easier to, to complete. Um, it's a really big difference. Yeah. <laughs> doing something, any, I guess doing anything a hundred times makes it a lot easier on the right. hundredth compared right. to the first. Right. Well, um, and so who is, what is your mission for the podcast? Sure. So the mission is there's three, there's three pillars. One is to share encouraging stories for pregnancy clinic directors. Also to share new ideas that are maybe less than 10% adopted or used to, to essentially provide exposure uh, for people to consider ideas that are not common, as well as the third pillar is to highlight God's fingerprints in people's stories, um, partially because I feel like those are stories and the parts of the stories that need to be documented, and also because they're just amazing to see how God is weaved in to so many pro-life journeys and stories. And I think it's really nice to slow down and ask, where was God at that time? Stories are um, so powerful. That is wonderful. Yes. Uh, going back to my favorite episode, um, boy, that is... There's, <laughs> So there's a couple different well, favorite episodes. And I don't episodes. want to put one, you on this spot. Yeah. I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, I wasn't his favorite if somebody was on that's listening. No, I don't want that to be the case. Just um, so I guess I'll go with a story of answered prayer that Lori DeVillis shared in one of the earlier episodes where she was praying for about baby formula. And instead of just going to Walmart, her team prayed and they had a knock at the door and it was someone with baby formula that was had been collected at the post office, and it ended wow. up being a supply of formula for for over a decade. Oh. And I just think that story of answered prayer really just needs to be amplified and shared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, not to say that Lori was my best um, person to have on the on the podcast, but just that story really reflects how God really reflects Lori going to prayer yeah. when most of us would have gone to Walgreens or Walmart. Right. And I, I honestly, even today, if someone said, oh, I need formula, I don't think I would go to prayer. I would probably just go, go on an errand. Yeah. And so I'm. it's just an amazing story of drawing a team together over 
something that most of us would overlook. And so I think that would probably be my favorite story slash interview was with Lori because yeah. she went to prayer over something that was really small and yeah. it turned out to be epic and amazing because they have gotten formula from the post office now for more than 10 years, like in van size amounts. Like it's been, it's just an amazing story. And I really think that's really speaks to how, um, speaks to her, her heart and mm -hmm. just how God blesses in very creative ways. Wow. And you know, that challenges me because I do the same thing. It's like, well, am I stopping long enough to let God show me how he wants to provide for me? I mean, certainly he provides through us through our own means, but does he want to be the sole provider in that, you know, that that's challenging. Thank you for sharing that story with us. Well, and I don't know if this is cooth. I don't know, is this right to say, but I just got the privilege of being on um, the Pro-Life Podcast uh, yes, two days ago. Was it two days ago? Uh, three days yeah. ago, something like that. And that was a <laughs> lot of fun. And um, and so if any of you are familiar with Father Frank Provone, am I saying that correctly? He did the yeah. interviewing. Um, I had no idea when I walked into that, that he was going to be doing it. I was very intimidated by that, but um, very, <laughs> you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. He, I was very comfortable with him. Uh, but I want to get into some SEO stuff for abortion recovery people yeah. um, and ministries. So is there any one thing that the listeners should know about website marketing and SEO and what would it be? Yeah, so there's a lot of things to know. I can go down a list. I've been actually doing a lot of SEO work lately, like in the ballpark of 30 hours a week. And so I, I can speak about this. Um, I'll try and keep it... Um, at a high level or understandable level. So every domain name has an authority score by different companies, by Google and by companies who try and understand how Google sees a domain or a website. And, and so one thing to consider is your website can be measured in a way that you can have a number out of 100, like whether that be a seven out of 100, a two out of 100, or a 40 out of 100, or something else. But there's a way of measuring your website against all other websites on the internet as a way of understanding what does your content quality look like? What, how many backlinks do you have? How does, how does Google and other groups measure your website's experience for someone to find it as a destination? How many different search phrases does your website show up for, for organic searches? How many search phrases is your website connected to on Google in other ways? Um, in which parts of Google does your website show up for? And all of these things are measurable through different tools, whether it's SEMrush, A-H-R-E-S.com, um, along with several other uh, sites and tools. Um, a big part of showing up on Google is having human written or human over overwhelmingly human written, high quality content that's formatted in a way that will follow certain SEO rules and is considered helpful when someone finds it. Like, for example, um, if someone has a pain pain point, having an article that provides relief, or if someone has a question, having content that provides an answer. If you have um, a problem, the website page, this content, this, you know, this destination needs to have a solution. And so not just having content that's informational, 
that's really that's one tactic, but I wouldn't say that's the best or the most polished tactic. But having really a way for someone to find relief. So when they come to that page, it's like, oh, this is really helpful. I'm not going to go back to Google to try again. Because when someone finds a page that's not helpful, Google measures how quickly they bounce and then try again. And that's a negative mark. While if someone doesn't repeat that search and they stay on that page for three minutes, four minutes, eight minutes, and they don't return to Google to continue down that search query path, that's a gold star by Google standard is to have someone find an answer and to not need to return and try again. So and Google measures all every all of it and probably a bit more, but yes, at least those pieces that I'm talking about because those are happening on Google because Google can measure their own website completely and they have access to measure other people's websites very often based on Google Analytics and these different snippets and different ways that they get access to to measure um, a user's experience. Wow. That's really fascinating. And it kind of blows my brain up because it's really beyond yes. <laughs> my full understanding. But I appreciate that you understand that and know how to do this. And I want to ask because I know for abortion recovery, some of us are are linked to a pregnancy center or a, a ministry of a pregnancy center. So the pregnancy center whole funding all comes together and that they get a page on their website. For some of us, um, they actually there's a third category now. There are some that are still linked to the pregnancy center, but they are um, they have their own website that is built by somebody and they have their own probably location or, you know, they're actually running the ministry as though they're um, by themselves. And then there are those of us like myself who are, are our own our organization. So I'm it, I'm not linked to a pregnancy center. I don't have a lot of great funding. So I went out and I built my own website um, for the sake of money. And um, <clears throat> so I'm thinking for all of us, I think this next question would apply. What keywords and phrases would help drive traffic to our websites without any external marketing tools? What are the things in abortion recovery that we can look to, to put out there? Yeah, so there's a couple of answers to that. One would be to look at the top 10 abortion recovery websites and collect the keywords that are correlated with those websites. That would be a way to probably find about 20,000 phrases that you could target with a new abortion recovery website. Okay, so, before you, before, but, you, before you yeah. go on, how do you collect those keywords? What? How do you know what the keyword is? So there are several tools like SCM, and these are not free tools, uh, SCM Rush, Ahrefs, or ahrefs.com, as well as there's a couple of other tools as well, but they're a little bit more obscure and less used. But all that to say is um, if you put in someone's website, you can do research on which words they're connected with. Or if you contact me, I can do that report for you. It doesn't take long. It might take like five minutes to run a report and build a list of the words connected to a competitor's set. So if you have 10 competitors, we can literally build a list of words that they're targeting and then compare it to which ones your site's not targeting yet. Like that's a normal SEO tactic is to look at your competitors and find out where the gaps are between your website and theirs, which allows you to know which words and phrases to write new content on 
so that you can make yourself closer to the top level websites in a given market market area. Um, And then when it comes to, there's also a lot of tools for doing keyword research. There's the Google Keyword Planner. And again, SEMrush and Ahrefs are the two top level. One of the problems with the Google Keyword Planner is that it often will not report on any phrases that include the word abortion, which is why SEMrush and Ahrefs.com are very helpful because they do report on phrases that include the word abortion. However, SEMrush and Ahrefs.com are not as accurate as Google. And so when when you can get data from Google uh, Keyword Planner, from from Google uh, uh, Trends, from these different Google tools, they have a higher degree of trust than the tools that are trying to reflect what Google is seeing. these these uh, yeah these other tools have less accuracy but at the same time they also don't filter out the you know the research that can be done on certain phrases and That's so i look at and they're very they're sort of expensive like they range in price from well there's usually free options for a bit but then they go up to like 100 to 200 a month or even higher based on what wow. someone needs um which is why i would recommend maybe reaching out to me and i could provide the report that you're looking for because it's also, there's a bit of a learning curve with how to use these tools. Um, But for someone who's interested, those those are the industry standard tools that people use who are doing this full time. Okay, and then to run that report, is that a one-off service that you offer or is that bundled with other things? Like they have to bundle it. I was thinking of, I was just marking that up as kindness. Oh, okay. (laughs) That would just be like an easy thing to help someone out with. Um, And it it, it might open a conversation up for a sales conversation, but I wouldn't charge to run a report like that. Got it. Yeah, that's just, it's really easy for someone who does it every day. Whereas for someone who's starting off, it may just give them um, a target of where they could go. Okay. Okay. Well, and then let's look um, at blogging because you talked about human written high quality content that uh, to follow SEO rules. I was writing this down to that provides answers or relief. It's a solution that can be informational, but you said that that was not the best way. It's more about, um, and this was interesting to me because how do you do something that's informational that keeps their attention that, or that's not in anyway. Um, so let's talk about the blogging. Cause I'm making an assumption that when you say handwritten, high quality content, you're referring to blogging, but if I'm, if there's other yes. things, let me know what you're talking about there. At least blogging. It could be a lot more, but so the reason why I say human created is because there are tools that are outputting AI crafted content mm. where it's, it, it's putting out, it's automated, it's automatically published, and it's, it's going out in such bulk that it's not gonna be unique in mm. the slightest. And, and there's just so much AI content that is, that has like, it all feels like it's got the same flavor. It's got like a certain flavor to it when you read it. And human written content is unique. Um, but yeah, so the other question you had was, um, I think what was it? Um, I guess uh, how does it help? And I think with the blogging, you know, oh. I, I, I guess I know how it helps because it's human written. But 
so my my issue with blogging is just capacity. I have a hard time getting what's in my head. I can speak what's in my head all day long, but putting it on paper creates a whole new challenge for me. And it takes a long time for the grammar to get right. And then to have to think about, okay, the content and this informational versus, you know, keeping their attention and finding a solution. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm paralyzed. I'm stuck. That's going to make me stuck. So tell me yeah, how your share... services help with yeah. that. Well, let me first just offer some really good advice. So okay. let's say um, you build an outline of an article you want to write. And let's say it has seven main points and each main point has two sub points. And that's probably something you could write about a given topic. And then let's say you turned on your audio equipment and you recorded yourself talking through each of those points and then use a transcription tool to convert that huh. into text. There's lots of transcription tools. I could give you a list. I use one called, well, I use one called Nuda. I also use one called Whisper Transcribe. And there's a few others that I use. You can use Adobe products. All that to say is you can transcribe what you just said into text and then wow. you take that transcription and you fix the grammar and you might even copy and paste it into chat gpt and say this is a raw transcription where the periods may not reflect where i actually meant to stop the sentence you know please rewrite this with that in mind and then it can essentially help you fix the grammar because if you're talking and you take a long break when you're trying to think about what to say next um, an AI tool can help you remove those periods and maybe replace them with commas. And, mm. and that can be quite helpful for turning a transcription into a usable piece. What a and, different world and, we are in. Huh? Yes, that is a great <laughs> hack, by the way. I mean, I didn't know, but I heard you say copy and paste into, and what was the thing that you were copying oh, and paste into? Uh, chat GPT, which is an AI tool. It's the primary AI tool, but not asking it to write, just asking it to clean up the transcription yeah. of and of what you said. So it's still human words that are written with that human voice and yeah. that um and your voice really. Yeah. Um, so what I hear when I hear you say that, I think, oh, this is great. Okay. I can build the outline. I can record myself. I can yeah. the transcribe audio, but then again, yeah. I'm stuck again on fixed grammar. Um, and like, yeah, quote, so I can copy and paste into chat GBT, but something tells me that even after an AI gets a hold of it, there's still some human touch that has to happen. Oh, definitely. You, if, yeah. If somebody next... were to do this, get it all recorded and could they send yep. it to you for you to do the rest and turn it into a blog? Do you do that? Um, I might need their help to understand the intent in some parts of okay. the of in the piece i'm going to essentially have questions because having the transcription uh i, I could probably get about 80 percent correct or a writer could get yeah essentially you could send it to either myself or a writer and we have about eight writers in our team okay. and so we're we're very aware of how writers can um essentially you know one of our main ways of crafting content is to use the interview process along with a professional writer um, that's a long-standing, uh, proven way to craft content. So the writer does not have to be an expert on the on the topic. You're the expert, 
the writer is really good at writing in a way that people will read or enjoy that Got content. It. I like that. And so the key is to match expertise with writing skills. Um, and for some people, they have both. But, you know, very often, you know, the expert doesn't have to be a writer. We can simply leverage someone else who's a writer. Okay, okay. And so How often would you have to do a blog? Yeah, that's a good question. Is that How a often? huge pressure to say you have to do this every week or? Well, if you want to show up on Google, it helps to have content on every topic that you want to be connected to. It also helps to have certain phrases weaved in to that content. And that's an SEO step. And then it also helps to have fresh content because Google does look at the age of content. And if the last article you wrote was seven years ago, chances are you're not getting traffic from <laughs> Google anymore because that content would be considered dated. Yes. Yeah. Um, whereas if the last article you wrote was two days ago, chances are you're competing on some phrases and there's a way of measuring all of that with different tools. Okay. Okay. And then um, the other question I had is, do you actually do all the blogging for people? Do you write articles for organizations? All right. So we were talking about fresh content. <laughs> we had a little glitch there in our conversation. We're talking about fresh content on blogging. And I was asking, do you guys actually do all the blogging, like from start to finish for organizations? Do you offer that service? So we, we do offer blogging from start to finish, but we also, as a company, we also offer blogging packages. We call them 360 packages to essentially because a blog... When we craft a package, it'll include an article, infographics, video, design, SEO, English, wow. Spanish, medical, not medical. We include these different pieces. Okay. We also include social media posts. And so essentially a package is the article plus all of these complementary pieces that will make it more enjoyable for someone to see. And, nice. and to experience, nice. uh, even includes animation work, um, just a why and, and professional citations or high quality citations that Google will mark as being authoritative on the topic that we're talking about, because we want to be noted as being trustworthy and reflecting um, a trustworthy source mm -hmm. when it comes to any claim, especially medical claims. How important is blogging to SEO? Absolutely. If you don't blog, you're really not doing, I don't know how you'd be doing SEO without blogging, honestly. Okay. Um, it's it's a major puzzle piece. If you try and do it without it, there's a hole in your puzzle, probably several holes, really. Okay, perfect. And then um, what would you say is iRapture's biggest strength? What makes you stand out? Um, so... We, we do a lot of marketing, we work with pregnancy clinic, but one thing that we, we have a set of values. We, we have a, we have values of like authenticity where we, we just, we're, we're trying to be real. We have a value of accessibility where we put uh, mission over money. We will discount our rates when, when a pregnancy clinic or a pro-life organization needs a certain marketing website or something and their budget's not there, we will donate or make it affordable or figure out a way to make it work. Uh, we have other values as well. Um, 
uh, truth and creativity. One of our values that you probably aren't aware of or haven't heard of before is called uh, dual wielding. So dual wielding is a video game tool uh, term where someone has something in both hands. But we're referring to Nehemiah because he had like a, a building tool in one hand and a and a weapon in his other hand. Mm -hmm. And we often have um, we have a spiritual, you know, the armor of God, let's say in one hand. And on the other hand, we've got a marketing tool. We're trying to build up someone's marketing. And so we're dual wielding all the time. I love that. Um, <laughs> and so that's, that's really literally one of our values. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great picture. Yeah. And I wouldn't have known because I'm not into gaming what it, what that meant at all. So, and you meant dual well, as in D-U-A-L, correct? Dual, dual, exactly. As in two, you're wielding okay. two things, one in each hand. That's a great yeah, picture. It actually... It's a it's a term that someone at my church. Um, I I you know I've played video games where I've you know had two things and one one thing in each hand, but I never thought of that as a value. <laughs> yeah, no, I I love it. I love it. it. Needs to be on those value sheets. Probably need to be explained a little bit, but it needs to be a on little there. bit of a yeah. It needs yeah. a definition. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just curious as we wrap up. Um, if you could just give us a story about a client who came to you that just didn't have any traffic and um you after working with them their services increased oh yeah so, so there's a group in um honolulu hawaii by the name of pearson place i think they just turned 50 their their, their clinic opened over 50 years ago wow. um and we've been working with them for several years to help grow their seo their website we've added all of the blog blog articles that we've crafted as a team have gone onto their website and they went from having maybe six visitors a day or even less to now they have, you know, probably about 400, well, maybe, maybe six a month, I think it was to now they're having about a um, thousand, 400 to 1200 per month uh, wow. visitors going to their website from people searching on Google both organic traffic and pay-per-click traffic using the Google Ads grant. Um, and all that to say is that's, yeah, definitely, you know, the, the data, the, um, you know, the traffic that has built up over years is very clear to, sh you know, it reflects the work that we did mm. when it came to content and SEO work. That's awesome. Well, um, Jacob, it's been a pleasure to have you. And I want to close with one question, unless Linda has any other questions for you, because uh, I know this this material, this content we talked about today is kind of outside of our scope, but um, it's important. My, my wheel's really spinning, though. Yeah. Great ideas. Yes, we so appreciate it. We all need to boost, I think, our websites and figure out the best things to do with our websites so that we can reach people because there's, there's millions. There's millions that need to be reached for healing. And, um, but I just want to ask, what are the things that you do to relax and unwind? Oh, that's good. Uh, so I like to play uh, pickleball um, okay. at my, at my church. We have, um, we, we do something every year. We don't do New Year's resolutions. We do something called 20 prayers. So we have five prayers for myself. I have five prayers for my family, five prayers for my community and five prayers for people in my uh, city or the world. And one of my prayers for myself is that I'll be able to, that I will play pickleball three times a week. Um, and because that's, I really, really enjoy pickleball. Like I, I could be out there every day. It's so much fun. Um, and, 
I started playing about two years ago, and my knees were in really bad shape. I my back was hurting back then. I wasn't even sure if I could do a physical sport anymore because I've been sitting at my desk for <laughs> such a long amount of time. And and um, yeah, by playing pickleball and you know praying for better health, I have achieved better health. It's been really mm-hmm. amazing. Um, I also enjoy playing uh, volleyball. I've been doing that for about a year and a half. Uh, there's a sand volleyball league at a park near my, and the same park as the pickleball courts. And, and, and also what's interesting about pickleball is that I can show up with a friend or just by myself and there's people there to play with. And it's a really great community. Uh, I can, you know, cause I can show up with one person or show up by myself or with two people and we can find other people to pair up with. And then by going there often, I get to learn a lot of people's names and I begin to learn their stories and it's a really interesting way to connect with people outside of my normal sphere. Um, and so, yeah, that's probably my primary way of unwinding is, um, yeah, the, on the pickleball courts. I like that. Um, I've heard so much about pickleball, but I've never seen it. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. I crack up at the name, but I hear everybody <laughs> loves it. Everybody that talks about it loves it. So yeah, it's sort it of like the hybrid of uh, tennis and ping pong. It's like right in the middle. Okay. Um, and people that That'll play racquetball might have some relevance, but it's mostly ping pong and tennis. Interesting. Okay. Well, I keep getting yeah. more and more interested, but I like you think, <laughs> I don't think I could get in an active sport, but I don't know. So there, there's one more um, SEO tactic I, I, I failed to mention and I want to bring it up before we close okay. and that is it's called backlinks so oh, okay. very often people don't even know even what a they don't know what a backlink is so a backlink is really simple it's a link from one person's website to your website and if you can get backlinks from websites that are relevant meaning they're on the same genre of topic um and, and from websites that have a good authority score, meaning their Google looks at them as being a positive website and out of all the websites that are available. Um, yeah, backlinks is one of the main measurements that Google uses to decide who will show up on a Google search result. And they pair that up with the content on someone's website. Mm-hmm. And so if a church wants to help a pregnancy clinic or a post-abortion healing group or uh, or any pro-life organization, having an article on that church website that includes a backlink is a way of helping. That backlink will help um, essentially vote, uh, a, a vote of uh, popularity, a vote of favor towards that website that's being linked to. And so getting backlinks is one of the very real ways of helping. Okay. Is there relevance if you have a link to someone else's site or is it doesn't, it Google doesn't, um, doesn't count that they're just counting if somebody has a link to your site, correct? Yeah. So if you link to someone else's website, you're technically helping them. Okay. And and it, it either doesn't hurt your website or it passes some people consider it passing some of that authority of a website to the place it's linking to. And so it may actually decrease your website's um, score a hair, but I would still suggest linking 
to websites when it makes sense for the user. That's the primary you know, way to measure, should I link to this person or not? Well, the question is, is would it be good for the user? And if it is, then do it. And if it's not good, then don't force it. Okay. I just we had can a really um, help each other by networking like that. Well, I just had a thought. Now, I, this may sound way out of the box, but so Jake, if you tell me, you 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 step in and tell me what you think about this. But as you're talking, and I'm thinking about backlinks and helping each other, and I thought, what if we got together, a few of us, in this abortion recovery, you know, what, how wherever we're at in that abortion recovery, and we write a blog for somebody else to post on their site with a link to us and they write a blog for somebody to post on our site then essentially we're helping them by writing a blog but we're also helping us by linking back to us and vice versa and so it's kind of like a, a a blogging party you know like a, a, a network of bloggers that say okay i'm writing a i'm writing a blog it's going to go out to all of your sites and when you're ready to write a blog for my site great and it'll be backlinked to your site you you know what I mean? Like this, you know what I'm saying? Does that sound like an idea? Yeah. Is that yeah. Like a and it could be as, it could be as simple as saying at the very bottom of the article, the author's name and in that author block putting, you know, where that author works. Website. That, oh, it could okay. be as simple as that. It Got doesn't it. have to, you don't have to weave it in throughout the whole article. The article could simply be on target for a given, you know, uh, solution to a problem or or something helpful for someone's question and then the link could come in through the author bio section or if you quote somebody you can link to you know where they're from as a way of citing your source okay well anyway that sounds like an idea i don't know i don't yeah. need any more ideas that's for sure because i'm no, an idea queen but <laughs> get myself into trouble but real quick we do have to talk about this um you have offered a discount to anybody who contacts you after listening to this podcast um to help them you know get their website going in the right direction or making changes or whatever or maybe starting even yeah. new and so we want to tell us a little bit about that they're going to they're going to put a code in I wrap RAP RAP podcast. I wrap podcast will be the discount code on your site. Um, or when they call you, how much tell us about the discount? Sure. Yeah. So if someone mentions that code and they contact me, uh, I will give you a $500 credit towards website work or SEO work or something wow. else. If you want us to do something else, um, and so, yeah, please, yeah, feel free to use that. Our And really our mission is to help the pro-life world, you know, achieve its mission of, you know, helping people avoid abortion and provide healing and restoration after abortion. And so really discounting our price is not, it doesn't really, it's not really a big deal because by working with Abortion Healing Ministries, we're achieving our mission that we have as a company and personally that I have as the owner. Right. Well, thank you, Jacob. It's been a pleasure having yes. you. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs>